met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them on the sand, half sunk a shattered visage lies whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read. Which yet survives stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works and mighty in despair. Nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare. The load and level sands stretch far away. Hi, welcome to your Fear the Walking Dead cast. I'm Scott McGregor, joined tonight by Brian and Beth Hughes and Mike Zumo. Hello, much, hello. Pretty much the whole Hola. whole regular band. John, Paul, uh, George, and Ringo are here tonight. Awesome. I am Pete Best. Oh, I'm Pete Best. <laughs> no, no, Pete <laughs> Best. Hey, nope. hey, quit pushing me out the door. Pete Best quit is... Pushing me out the door. Pete I want to be a Beatle. <laughs> Pete Best is sitting the dog there. The There's day. Pete Best. Yeah, he's barking right now. Uh, <laughs> Hello. So we're, we're doing uh, Season 3, Episode 11 tonight, La Serpiente. I hope I did that word somewhat of justice. Judges? Serpiente? I'll give you a thought yes, on eight on that. What? Yeah. I'm asking the woman that actually speaks Spanish, Mike. Uh, if <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I say that's right on the money. (laughs) If we choose our best judge on that one, no offense. (laughs) I would say so. But you also heard it said during the episode. Just be thankful you didn't have to roll in the R's there, because she'll really pick you to death on that. No, no, I was never good at that at all. Can't even do it as a Scotsman either. I mean, they always roll their R's, and I can't even manage it for my own people. It's it's sad. Um, Anyway... Uh, Madison Strand and Walker are driving to the dam in a water tanker and they counter a herd of infected. Strand throws a beeping alarm out on the uh, out of the window to draw the mass of walkers away from the road, allowing the truck to pass unharmed. And and where do we come up with this James Bond shit all of a sudden, I just wanna say. Well, that was a key fob for the Jag, right? I, I, the one that he got from the hotel. Right, but have we ever established that that's, like, enough to lure a whole herd away from you? <laughs> well, it, it is a high it pitch. It is a, it is a high pitch, and, you know, a lot of things, you know, it's like, if it's not too high, most people hear it, and it's the most annoying thing to them. Well, what are they, dog walkers now? But I'm saying, um, you know, I just, I don't know. But, you know, whatever, the plot needed to move along, so... It worked. <laughs> Maddie, yeah, the it, secret Maddie powers on the key fob. Yeah, mostly. Because yeah, it definitely was distracting them more than the truck was. Yeah, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. Oh, no, I'm going to use this as Fear the Walking Dead canon. <laughs> this, yeah, we're we're going to remember this going down the road. We're going we're gonna to pull it out every time they, 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 they take a left turn here, okay? Yeah, oh, yeah. We're making notes of it, definitely. Um, you know, they they don't want the ire that we give the other shows writers if if they know it's good for them. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Madison Strand and Walker pull into a gated parking lot. Strand pushes the car aside to reveal a sewage grate, of course. Um, so he actually does have a plan, despite us kind of thinking that Strand was just fucking 
pissing in the wind and hoping that something would work. Uh, he actually knows how to get into the place. Walker does not like the idea, however, of heading underground with the the serpent <laughs> in medicine. Did you get a little bit of a did Did you get a little bit of a end of the garbage shoot flyboy moment there? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not traveling into the dark with that one. Uh, what a wonderful <laughs> smell you've discovered. Yeah, and and strand even. Well, I'm sure the world is pretty stinky as it is. Yeah, I might want to hold your breath on the way down, basically. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Madison, of course, reassured. Oh, the, you know, he's completely trustworthy, even though it's the first time I've seen him in about a month and a half. No problem at all. Uh, because Madison's judgment is something that should be trusted. Right, you know, again, you know, Maddie Powers. Uh, the group descends into the tunnels, and Strand leads Madison Walker through sewage tunnels, but appears to lose his way. Uh, and Strand tells Madison and Walker that he's looking for the symbol that the Proctor scouts use to mark the tunnel that leads to the dam. And Walker uh, decides to head back to the surface briefly and, and leaves them. He's like, nope, screw this shit. You dude's lost. And, you know, the whole time they're under there, and I'm like, what? I wonder what somebody they're looking for, a sombrero or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, so what sign could you... Yeah. Look for the eye of Sharon. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Now they're looking for La Quinta. and tell, yeah. <laughs> Strand tells Madison that Daniel is at the dam, but Daniel's angry with him. You know, he's finally like, oh, by the way, I'm leading you on kind of a wild goose chase here. Uh, you know, obviously for misleading him on Ophelia's whereabouts. And Strand breathes a sigh of relief, of course, when Madison informs him that Ophelia is safe at the ranch. And he's like, oh, yes, there's my bargaining chip. And they head down to the tunnel. They run into Walker, who's fleeing back basically from a group of infected <laughs> Strand finally finds his symbol and points out the pipe that uh, leads to the dam. And they, as they crawl to their destination, they run into a, a very squishy infected blocking the way. Nice and bloated and really nice. Gotta, very, very squishy. Yeah, got to give the, uh, the special effects a golf clap uh, uh, this week. Yeah, Madison uh, kills the infected with a hatchet, then just gloriously hacks its body into pieces to unplug the pipe, which ends in a nice just squirt over the fucking camera basically. <laughs> and at that point they should have had Morgan Freeman say, <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. And my friend Maddie Clark cut through, through a, a river of shit. 300 pounds of zombie <laughs> gross gore you know, to get to freedom that day. Yeah. And Maddie had no problem with this. Walker, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, Walker's, the guy who's like scalping people left and right is like, yeah, skeeved out by this. It was kind of yeah. funny. He was grossed right out. I was grossed right out. We watched it for the second time tonight and I Turn to my girlfriend. I'm like, you know, you know, they've done their job when I even have to look away occasionally. <laughs> but did everybody just really, honestly, buy that that was like it looked like shit down there, right? Yeah. And it it was honestly it was chocolate. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't think they. Made uh, I don't yeah. think that smelt any better the way it sat there for days because they worked in it for what three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, three weeks. That's going to get Putting it all together. Yeah. That is just going to get really, really ranking. You're going to be so sick of chocolate. I mean, my wife already doesn't like chocolate, so that would just make it that much worse. <laughs> yeah, it would. It so would. It would be a good way to cure you of the habit, I'd suspect, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, where are we here? 
and chop. Hacking uh, the hacking the walker. Yep, there we go. Boom. Uh, yeah, blocked up. Su- oh yeah, and the sewage and bloody guts gushes over them. Daniel Efrain and uh, injured Elvarado, I think his name was, um, raced down the road in a water tanker with an angry mob in pursuit. And Daniel attempts to shoot at the mob a bit, but of course the peacemaker Efrain uh, orders him to stop. Bring the water to the people. Yeah, yeah. So about I told you it was it's the devil uh, Daniel on Lola's shoulder and, and the angel Efrain. Daniel's group reaches the dam and then shuts the gate behind him, and Efren uh, admonishes Daniel for shooting at the crowd, blah, 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 you know, all the usual speeches. As you just said, give the, give the water to the people, open the floodgates. Daniel sees someone emerging from a pipe, and it's Strand, Madison, and Walker, and Danny gets the uh, drop on him, and is just about to end Strand just for the sake is of Is anyone that. surprised that, that Daniel didn't just blow Strand's head off right there? A little bit, yeah. You know, it, it took the Maddie save, and it shouldn't have, she shouldn't have been. Yeah, but I, I honestly love, you know, Daniel's expression when he comes out, like, what the hell is this asshole doing back, you know, basically. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or almost you know, like, I, it's like, you know what, the next time I this, You know, this motherfucker won't die. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and here he's covered in shit in front of me. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, he never tried the bullet in the head method. Yeah, right, I know. That'll yeah. work. Yeah, that's why I, I hesitate to think that Maddie would have been quick enough to, to save his ass, but again... Although Strand could probably negotiate with a bullet. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think his skills are, are being very impressive lately. He's, he's more just kind of lucking his way out of death at this point than talking his way out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is definitely... Uh, and maddieing his way out of death. <laughs> Just the same thing as blind. Well, at least he never gave all the guns to the enemy. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Right? True. <laughs> no, he would not do that. That was a dumbass move. He likes his leverage. So, uh, yeah, we do the little confrontation. Madison talks, uh, introduces Walker, and of course drops the O-bomb. Ophelia's alive, and, and this guy saved her, and so Daniel's in a lot better mood. And uh, she tells them that they've come for water. Well, don't know shit. Uh, Why else they, would you go to a hydroelectric dam? <laughs> right. And at the very least, you want a shower now, right? So, Daniel yeah, which I, I think this goes goes to show that everybody in the Walker apocalypse has gone nose deaf. Uh, yeah, because yeah. when 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 Maddie and, and Walker and him come in there to see Lola, you, you figure they're going to be like, Jesus, take a bath. Yeah. But they they've been living with walking rotting people. I think at some while. point we all go nose deaf to at some point who, who has walked into a room that oh, this thing smells like shit in here. Five minutes later you don't know you don't notice anymore. I don't know, I Exactly. Yeah. I know the the magic of being able to have water. Yeah. I don't know. I, I literally grew up in a farm town and like there was a chicken farm right across from my high school, so like from grades 9 to friggin' 12, all I smelled was chicken shit all day. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think I ever got used to it, and I don't get used to it when I go back up to visit. So, Some things you just cannot become immune to. <laughs> right. Hey, more power to them. That's, that's a, I mean, I imagine the human race is, like, evolving, as you said, to have no well, smell anymore. <laughs> did anyone throw up or heave in the, in the tunnels? No, but yeah, yeah, Walker was pretty damn. Walker close, wanted so. to. Yep, and you would think he. But he would probably with, lose face if he did. <laughs> think he'd be the one that would have the, the stronger true. resolve. But then again, we got to think he was only a lawyer back in the the real world. So. 
not known for their you know they're known for their their verbal bullshit but not necessarily their strong constitutions just kidding david pascarella (laughs) (laughs) so daniel takes uh, madison's group uh to lola's office and they wait outside as daniel speaks to lola madison assures walker daniel will help them oh yeah no problem i got this haven't seen him in months thought he was dead he was crazy last time i saw him but no problem he's gonna help us uh, you know, because I'm Madison Clark. <laughs> and she has Lola for water in exchange for resources such as cattle or guns. And hella fucking Lulia, Lulia, someone finally refuses Madison right out of the gate. And, uh, you know, basically orders her to leave the next morning. So Yeah, but this was only halfway into the episode. Right, you know, and, and you know, her, her magic was a little low after the sewer trip and she had to regain some strength and. And she would talk everyone else into everything again. With a little help from her friends this time, but we'll, we'll get to that. Later that night, Lola asks Daniel if he's planning to go live with Ophelia, you know, and Daniel vows to fulfill his promise to Lola by staying at the dam, and he believes kind of that Ophelia is better off kind of thinking he's a, that he's dead, you know, and without him. And let's face it, at this point, he's just kind of adopted Lola as the daughter surrogate. So, um, you know, he's he's... Yeah, but they are right. Without Daniel, they'd be up shit creek since oh, no one else is yeah. willing to do the dirty work. Oh, definitely. And that, that's what this whole, I, I thought it was kind of a, the Maddie stuff aside, it was a pretty brilliant little episode and how they resolved everything. Walker tells Strand that he intends to kick uh, Madison, Alicia, Nick, and the ranchers off the ranch uh, since Madison has ruined their chance to replenish the water supply. Thank you for finally bringing that one up there, Walker. And gave gave them all the guns, so there's really nothing the ranchers could do about it. (laughs) Right, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and he's finally pointing out, it's like, yeah, guess what, Maddie, Your, your actions have consequences, and here comes some of them. But again... We'll see if that holds up for the next 20 minutes of the episode or not. <laughs> so, of course, Madison goes and speaks privately to Lola, because that's just something she'd be able to do, because no one trusts her, and Lola wouldn't be guarded by somebody, at least. Uh, whatever. And uh, and she correctly guesses that Lola fears reprisal from her people if she gives water to the gringos in valid concern, I would think, on Lola's part, and ha ha ha, Maddie, your white privilege is not welcome here. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> but Lola does offer to let Madison and her family come and live and work at the dam. Um, so that's something. You know, that that whole, while you're trying to save your children, I have a city to protect. Yeah. You know, I could see actually having a discussion with someone about that. You know, but still, they're not family at the mm-hmm. same time. Right. Well, it's the so, equation you gotta do. It's like, you know, Lola's basically being like, who the fuck are you? And why, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. but Lola sees these people like they're her whole, the whole city is her family. Right. She's fucking yeah. trying yeah. to kill her. Yeah, so. You know, yeah. and she, she doesn't get it yet. No, no, she doesn't. Um, but I mean, but again, still, I still kind of, I was fist pumping when someone's finally telling Maddie, it's like, no, you and your two kids don't run the universe. <laughs> Not everyone no, gives I a shit. I love that. Yeah. I truly love that. Yeah. Everyone knows Maddie will sell anyone out to, for her children. Well, Lola doesn't even know that now, but she she understands that. But, you know, she's in this, she is Maddie, you know, she's like, I will do anything to protect my people. You'll do anything to protect your people, but I 
hold the cards in this situation, so sorry, honey. <laughs> but, you know, in, in this episode, we got to see a bit more of Ephraim. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely, he's doomed because he's stepping up as the moral center, of course. So. Well, no, I, I think I, I think he went a little crazed in this. I, I, yeah. He just, I agree. Yeah, he, he was a little crazed. So I think that he is going to be that, that, that plot device that basically opens the floodgates on the dams and basically chases everybody away. Yeah, good possibility. Yeah, he, he, he may ruin the party for everyone for being the moral guy, and, and then he'll have to die horribly, too. Uh, that's just the way it works. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be one of those well, that's too good for to a day. guy. You, you're talking to the guy who is willing to die for for Lola. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, if he's willing to go to that extent in that regard, then what is he really willing to do for his city? Yeah. Now, I, I see. I think that's the, maybe the difference between. Daniel and him is that Daniel's definitely willing to kill for Lola, but I'm not sure if he's willing to die for Lola, but Efren definitely is. So it's like, yeah. Well, especially now knowing that his daughter's alive, there is no fucking way he's just going to, you know, say, you know, good riddance when he has a chance to be with his daughter. Right. So I don't I know. Mean, I think Daniel like, was... Yeah. I think Daniel was prepared to. It was Lola that was insistent that he he sees her. But this was all before uh, Daniel learned what Walker has turned Ophelia into. I think he has a renewed interest after yeah, but, hearing about the anthrax. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't get he didn't give Daniel the whole story. I mean, he tricked her, and when that comes to light, he's going to slit Walker's throat. Good chance of that. Yeah, there's there's going to be a couple people. No, they can't. They can't well they can't just they can't shoot him in the head because they have to promise me that they're going to turn walker into a walker <laughs> you, right? cannot that, you cannot let that opportunity go by no definitely not the walker walker this totally has nothing to do with this but you know because i love walking dead so much my son had this project where he had to be a walk a walker in school you know so for Halloween mm -hmm. so I went ahead and I made him I turned him into a walker and my mom has her walker here that she uses to get around well I had my son on a walker as a walker <laughs> and I took a picture <laughs> oh, do we still have that picture we need to I post that I still have that picture where Chris, I turned him into a, it looks so awesome. I was yeah, like, if I could get onto the walking dead with that picture. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you got to post it in our group anyway. Definitely post it in the Facebook group. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to, I'll see if Which I can you find totally join by the way. She's in there, isn't she? Well, I'm, talking, yeah. I'm, talking, to the, I'm yeah. talking to the listeners. Oh, I would ah. not be on. I thought this yes. was edit material. I don't know. Good plug. Might be. Oh. But, <laughs> yeah, good effort, man. I don't know if it'll make it, <laughs> but... I tried. <laughs> I've given up. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, definitely get those up there. We need to... Strain helps Efren uh, treat Everardo's uh, wound. I can't speak tonight. Efren criticizes Daniel for attacking the people, of course, who he believes is merely thirsty and scared. True. And he rejects Daniel's belief that people are planning to overtake the dam and maintains that Lola should release the water to everyone. And, but Daniel's actually also right. 
He thinks the dam is too much damn power, uh, he says, for what mm-hmm. we have. And Victor says, uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. Daniel thanks Walker for saving Ophelia. As we were saying, they have a little chat, and he finds out that Ophelia is a poisoner. Uh, and uh, he's just not happy. He's like, yep, she, she saved many lives, Walker tells her, tells him. And he's like, yes, by taking others, Daniel says. And, I really want to see Daniel go to the ranch. Uh, it's got to happen. Well, they're at least going to meet at the, uh, at the the rendezvous point, presumably. Um, you see, yeah. that's the next. That's the next deal. I see Madison trying to make is to get Daniel down to the ranch I to, to help her get rid of Walker or something at that at some yeah. point. Now, I, I, really I, want, want... I just want Daniel and Troy in the same room together. Yeah, I really wanted to see Daniel go there when when Otto was, you know, Jeremiah was was in charge and. And school him on the the Daniel and Troy in the going to be a very short scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it should be. I would imagine so. So Lola is doing some planning and uh, picks the neighborhood for the next uh, water distribution run. And Daniel worries that the area is too hostile, but Lola argues that giving the water uh, residents water will help avoid further resentment. And Daniel just kind of rolls his eyes, and, and Lola insists that the people will eventually appreciate what she's doing as. Daniel points out, yes, as they're hanging us all from the dam, I'm sure they'll appreciate us. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have the guns and shit to protect you, you know. So we've got a clear divide between them. She basically tells Daniel, so you don't like how I'm going to do things? You, there's the door. There's the damn door. And, uh, you know, he's like, no, nope, uh, we're all ready to go. Whatever you, you know, whatever you want to order us, Chief. So he's still on board, but he's He's obviously trying to push her towards a more secure uh, kind of political um, atmosphere of mm-hmm. shoot first, give water later. <laughs> <laughs> Strand carefully watches Lola's crew prepare a tanker for the water run, and Daniel uh, senses that Strand is plotting something because he's breathing. And <laughs> he offers, yeah, it's kind of the whole point of this episode, <laughs> the servant. And uh, he offers to look the other way if the scheme benefits them both. So uh, Walker leaves the dam and warns Madison that he's kicking out the ranchers. And Daniel tells Madison that he plans to stay at the dam to protect Lola, but uh, she tells him that Ophelia needs him. But he's like, you know, I made a promise, and this woman's freaking doomed without me. Probably doomed with him. Possibly, yep. And Madison joins Strand at the gate to head back to the ranch. And Strand tells Madison to stay away from that truck for a second. Uh, yeah. I was feeling something might happen to it. And moments later, it explodes, blowing open the gate, and an infected flood inside. Lola's men kill the infected with the help from Madison and Strand. And we get flaming zombies again. Not the barroom drink, the actual uh, flaming zombies. And Daniel hears uh, an angry mob approaching the breach gate, and he's like, fucking see and Lola still doesn't want to believe that people would revolt against her but they're all chanting down with the water queen and he's like fucking see and Lola's crew secures the gate just as the rioters arrive and she she escapes in her office Lola finally asks Daniel how many guns and munitions they will need to protect the dam with and Daniel writes down her number Madison agrees having absolutely no power to make it happen whatsoever I was going to point that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. You know, you negotiate now, worry about facts later. That's pretty much how things, you know, Especially if you gave up the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Have you guys gotten a hit that that bothers me? 
And the guys, oh my gosh, yes. And the guy's uh, going back to, you know, who has the keys is on his way back to fucking take over the camp, and Maddie's making agreements, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> she assures them it'll happen, so they just listen to her. So he once again discarded all the progress we've made on medicine <laughs> and everyone's just <laughs> listening to her again uh, but Lola's you know, scared now uh, Strand and, and Daniel have their little false flag to make everyone do exactly what they want <clears throat> so that I buy I guess part of it but I still don't know why everyone's negotiating with the stupid white woman but well right now they, they think the stupid white woman has the guns right yeah, yeah. They don't know. No, they don't. But <laughs> trust but verify. That's that's really where you should go. Yeah, but uh, why wouldn't Walker trade some of the weapons for water oh, for? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I still think he should put a bullet in Maddie's head and and be like, all right, this woman, she's out of the way. Can we talk now? You know, like rational human beings that actually can make these decisions. <laughs> <laughs> But it won't happen. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, she agrees to provide them with the armaments in exchange for 10,000 gallons of water a week until the rains come. And Madison suggests... Which could be never. <laughs> sure. And she suggests that I thought that was pretty generous. You know, it's like, we're going to give you some guns we might have for a lot of fucking water. Madison suggests they make the first trade five days at the trading post. Mexicali and Lola also demands that Ophelia shows up at the exchange to see Daniel. That's something I'm unclear about this trade. Are, are they getting guns every week? Or are they no, just getting uh, guns at once? Just like one no. set of guns yeah. For, yeah. The, for the weekly water. And so, you know, once they get the guns, they, they really won't have to deliver the water if they don't want to. <laughs> so, there seems to be a flaw in this plan. I, I can see that being a problem, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I I think that the whole, the incident that happened with the blowing up of the truck, and then you soon see that the people were coming up from the blast when they heard it started coming up over the hill where you could see them coming, mm -hmm. and they were all pissed off, of course. But this shows her immaturity, Lola's immaturity of being able to lead the people because she bought into the whole idea that they... They caused it, yeah. That they caused it. Now, if she had any experience in how people really are, she would have immediately... It should have crossed her mind from the get-go that this was a setup. Yeah. yeah. Considering and, and, it was in the fence, there were guards on hand. You that's know, why so she I, relies upon Daniel to look out for her best interests. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he thinks he is, you know. Yeah, well, in his own twisted way, that that whole setup was in her best interest. And he's, in probably, he's probably right. And he's right. Yep. He yeah. is right. You know, he is right. I'd still... Uh, don't know if we question. I think he genuinely cares about her. My my girlfriend was watching with me, and she says she kind of questions his motives. But I'm like, no, I think she's generally for Lola because he's kind of done the surrogate daughter thing. But he know he's still gonna do it the the ruthless way. You know, he's like, all right, I care about this person, so for her own good, I need to just do whatever I need to do. 
and which was to look the other way right and you know he knew that was going to push her into to wanting more security so he he's he knew he daniel knew what Sarandra's up to you know mm-hmm. just by having him just by looking at him looking at the truck <laughs> he's like oh yeah he's probably thinking it's like yeah that's the way i'd do it if you weren't gonna do it i probably would have <laughs> so did why didn't walker take his truck when they left when instead of just walking i, I mean don't know because they had to blow maybe it he couldn't find it above ground <laughs> Maybe I mean that's they, they had this big speech where they parked it too. He's like, "Well, what about the truck?" And you know, Strand's like, "Ah, dead, don't drive. Don't worry about it." And, <laughs> yeah, I would hope that you know the wasn't it overrun by walkers? Uh, well, yeah, they were right around it. That's when it blew up. They the flaming walkers flew into the you know the compound basically. So yeah, no, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the truck they left behind. Yeah, it it, it got swarmed while that you know. Oh, yeah, 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 but there was no one around it when Madison went after it. She did. She did. When they were did, didn't she get that? Water. She get that truck from the dam. Uh, no, that was from, yeah. That was the yeah. same truck. That was the same truck that they were driving out. Was Walker's truck? The the truck that blew up was one of. Of Lola's trucks because right, right. they were going for a run. Yeah, all right. uh, I, th- I thought Lola gave them a truck. They asked if they had a truck. Lola asked if she had a truck to give them. Maybe he was on his way back and, and to get it, and that's you know he hitchhiked instead because. Well, you know, I was just confused about why they did that, only because you know he's always about his people, his this, his that. Why in the fuck if he's always about that would he give a damn if they if they were walking or if they stayed? Right. Uh, it just makes sense to me that he would take the truck to make sure that while he's kicking everyone out that she had to find her way back so she wouldn't be trouble. I don't know. He just he he, he would have been coming back with an empty truck. Yeah, he, yeah. He, that that's it. I mean, he, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, well, fuck it. You know, we got the water, so maybe we can repair all this. Um, well, he didn't know that until she picked him up right. on the side of the road with that right, shitty right. grin of hers. Yeah, yeah. Which well, probably made her insufferable for the rest of the ride home. I'm sure. I, I don't think he just hadn't made it back to the truck yet. Probably. Um, yep, as we are saying, Daniel sends off Madison and Strand in a water tanker, and they drive back to the ranch, and Strand admits he rigged the explosion. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody doubt that when it happened? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, but friggin' told, well, that's what Maddie's like. It's like, hmm, I said I wanted this to happen, and all of a sudden it happens. Like, yep. Now, would anyone have guessed that that that's what happened if they didn't show us that scene would anybody think for a moment that it was the people or would you all have thought that it was Daniel see the thing is I got it from the conversation when Daniel said if whatever you're doing helps both of us right that's where I got yeah but him him pulling Maddie away was almost unnecessary because you you pretty much at that point assumed he was going to do something right yeah I said him or Daniel. Without the the Daniel scene, I would have expected it to be. I would have figured it was Daniel that did it. Daniel's not that underhanded. Dan, Daniel's more oh, like yeah, blood, yeah, he's no, more like he's, a blood heavy object. No, 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 I know he's he's crafty, man. He used to CIA man. <laughs> he do he do what he has to do. <laughs> that opens regardless a lot of possibilities. Of the CIA pretty much wrote the handbook on 
false flags after well after yeah. after Germany did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I would have thought Daniel, and you know, then I would have maybe figured, yeah, you know, people could. They were conveniently right behind the whole thing, so you know, it's like, oh, hey, wow. Well, well, Daniel also wasn't going to actively help them. He was no. just going to allow them to do whatever as long as it didn't hurt him. Yeah, I still think he would have come up with the idea too eventually. With strands, just a just a smidgen more slimier than he is, and snake-like. Yeah. <laughs> King reptile of of the apocalypse is definitely strand. That was, I guess the. Uh, That's the that was the point yeah. of the. It's the moral of the story. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Still, I'd rather be a Daniel snake that's heavily armed and can chew well. Uh, any day of the week. <laughs> That's what I... I guess that was it, yeah. And, of course, we, we spot Walker hitchhiking. He raises his skirt and shows some leg, and Manny pulls over. And everyone's friends again, and we can get back on the road to... Yeah, that, that yeah, I actually smile. That was just <laughs> not right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which smile, Walker's or hers? Walker's. Yeah, it could be. He's just He may just be playing, old, you know, playing along to get along at this point. He's like, yeah, take me back to the camp. We still got the guns. And, yeah, he still got all the, all the guns. Yeah. And, Thanks to Maddie. We're just going to take your water and kick your ass out anyway, because you're an idiot. Yeah, still, yeah. I hope... I hope that's the way it goes, because there's still no reason he should forgive her for any of the shit she's pulled up to this point, even though she pulled off the caper, but, I mean, it's like... <laughs> well, even go back further than that. Was there no consequence of the, uh, the other dead guy from uh, when they sent Troy out to the desert? I know, yeah. I, I, she didn't have to, to explain, explain the dead Indian in the, in, in the back of the truck? Yeah, and why Troy wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> like... No kidding. Yeah, no, they, they just kind of give her a pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the one big mistake that they made was making the trade-off point at the, uh, the Apocalypse Mart. Maybe. I thought about that, too, Brian. You know, it's like, hey, what are, yeah, they're going to look outside the gate and be like, is that a shit ton of water we could be selling? Yes, yes, it is. And there's like three people guarding it. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to trade there every week? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're going to want some of that action, no doubt about that, yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's what they're thinking, you know, they're thinking of buying themselves a vendor stall or something, I don't know. But yeah, I thought about that too, it's like... This is more like the apocalypse flea market. I guess so, but I don't know. You, you bring in that much uh, commodity to a you know parking lot that's doing business. No shit, you're asking up, for trouble. You know, what am I going to set up a booth outside of Walmart selling cheap Chinese clothes, and they're not going to bitch about it eventually? <laughs> hey, the Girl Scouts oh, get away with I'm it. it from. So yeah, I, I hope they do explore that because. Uh, Again, it would be like, okay, there's another one, Maddie. <laughs> Why are we listening to you again? <laughs> I'd, I'd pick the empty parking lot down the street, you know, of of the Apocalypse Mart. Not necessarily right in the Apocalypse Mart. But, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully the writers address some of this. And hopefully Madison gets exiled to the deep desert someday and gets eaten by a fucking sandworm. It's, it's easier to say meet at the big stadium than meet at the bodega. It's sure, but again, I don't think they've thought this through. Well, it would not. You know, they had, it's not like they can email back and forth. Well, and they, they, they haven't yeah. figured out using ravens yet or pigeons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they have kind of been. I, I think it's, it's got to go. Gotten, 
rid of Rick. So I doubt they're going to get rid of Maddie since she's the star of the show, although she should be the first to go next. <laughs> so I don't know. And you get to see how Nick and uh, Alicia are handling things. Now, did, when you guys were watching, uh, did you watch Talking Dead afterwards? I think so. Yeah, I think I caught No, I didn't. Yep. They they had the actress that played Lola on on Talking Dead. Oh yeah, did, and yeah. you know she basically is a is a Latin version of Alicia. So. She did share a lot of lot of features with her. I thought. Yeah. I mean, if, if you if you look at them side by side, you're just like, wow, these these girls could be, you know, they're just she's just a Latina ver- version. Yeah. They did look a lot alike with her hair down. A lot alike, She's really. A, and she did look a lot younger, too. She was definitely, you know, much younger than everybody else there. And, and the things they did on the show showed that. But, uh, uh, you know, she was just so much younger than everybody else, Strand and, and Kim Dickens, and even younger than Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Chris Hardwick's almost my age, I think, actually. He, he's doing much better in the looks department than I am at my age. But he's like 46 or something. Hmm. Uh, at least, Y'all's young. <laughs> at least you know they get the Latino parts in this. They actually get Latino actors for it, which is nice. Um, unlike the American parts that are all taken by Brits and New Zealanders, but whatever. <laughs> right, uh, they sound like Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, uh, all right. Social justice warriors are telling me to check my privilege at Weekly Heroics at Yahoo.com. Um, <laughs> well, Walker, of course, he's, I think, the one Native American actor that didn't star in the Twilight movies. <laughs> right. I did kind of say, uh, make me laugh that Lola, she had no idea who uh, Daniel is in real life. So. I know, that, that was kind of funny, yeah. Yeah, I love that story. It was yeah. awesome. Well, you know, he's he's a little yeah. more old school uh, Latino celebrity than she probably knows. She's probably pretty young. So that was kind of funny that, yeah. Well, you never seen Predator 2? Right, right yeah. <laughs> but, but I would just love to sit there at the dinner table and talk with Daniel about the things he's done or, or Ruben. Or Ruben, you yeah, know, absolutely. That would be awesome. And for him to tell you the stories themselves about his political career, his singing yeah. career, oh, yeah. and how many people he really has helped in his lifetime, oh, that yeah. would just be, you know, I'd be geeking out the whole time, for sure. Yeah, it's, sad. it's, it's almost Catch probably better. Normal. It, it's almost probably better that, you know, that she didn't know how legendary he was when she had to act with him. She probably would have been intimidated all the shit. You know, she probably is right. more now that she knows more about him. It's like, oh my God, I'm like acting with a giant of our, you know, <laughs> of the Latino community here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then on top of everything else, he's a great actor. Love yeah. him in this. I just yeah. love him in this. He, he really is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And take names. Yeah, he just he doesn't he doesn't have a bad day on screen. That's for sure. Uh, People like Kim Dickens, good actress, but man, sometimes she really does kind of fucking phone in some episodes. I don't know. This just doesn't sell me on some stuff. It probably the writer's fault, fault more than anything. She's probably right. rolling her eyes in her head, being like, "Why are you guys making me do this? <laughs> You're making right." You know, <laughs> 
I think that's more the case. You yeah. know, well, okay, if you're going to pay me, I'll go ahead and do this. I'll, I'll run around in, in, in chocolate sauce and, right. and, and all that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, she's going to ask the director every episode, what's my motivation? Oh, yeah. oh you're, you're lucky and you get away with all kinds of shit you shouldn't. That's your motivation. <laughs> right. Because when she's that, sitting that, on that the couch, there's Madison, Madison, Madison. It's <laughs> never will my I, I. You know, she yeah. doesn't see herself for sure as one in the same character at all. Right. <laughs> I hope not. I hope Dickens makes. <laughs> I wouldn't life want decisions. to either. You know, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I gotta say, in all the Walking Dead, both both shows, though, this is my favorite, you know, kill moment in the sewer. That was yeah, yeah. As I said, that, that was like that right that actually even grossed me out uh, after everything this show has shown us. That's kind of the one that's made me queasy a bit. Not really yeah, queasy, but it's just like, oh my god, they're really just gonna keep backing into it. <laughs> <laughs> it made uh, Rick pulling the one off the car look tame. They pass the head back so they can remove it. Yeah, hold it. this. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. <laughs> uh, my new girlfriend hasn't fled yet, and I make her watch all these twisted things. So well, I'm not fleeing. It's good. <laughs> yeah, so far. Just don't show her bad taste. Oh, no, we're a long way from bad taste and, and stuff like that. <laughs> Old Peter Jackson stuff. It's uh, yeah. Ooh. Nice, nice bowl of gruel there for you. I forced fed her on like the first few episodes of Preacher, and she, she caught them all up herself. So she's she's done with the Preacher stuff. So has she watched Firefly? Uh yeah, she's seen a few of them, and I've I've watched a few of them with her too. We have to finish that off eventually. Did she like it? Oh yeah, yeah. There's it's been fifteen of- years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. yep. Oh. I think we've done this one. I think so. I think so. But thank you, folks. Mike Zumo, Brian and Beth Hughes. I'm Scott McGregor. And uh, hopefully we'll get the uh, professor back on here eventually. Might even be able to talk Miss Tina into getting on here. Um, once I catch her up with everything. I told her I'd catch her up with this show pretty easily. First season was like only six episodes. And so we could plow through it pretty efficiently if she's willing <laughs> <laughs> I shall be here we'll be back with you next week for the Walking Dead cast see you later yeah. Adi- adios are you ready for some Star Trek are you ready to smile let them entertain you tonight Star Trek entertains you Star Trek entertains you Star Trek The Next Generation was my life as a kid it was my everything it was my friends, my drama my relationship to how I should conduct myself it was the escape from reality and all the good stories Star Trek The Next Generation was a show that everybody I interacted with seriously as a kid knew. My parents knew this show. My teachers knew this show. My friends knew this show. Star Trek The Next Generation was truly a community to me. It ran from when I was 5 to when I was 12. Can you believe it's been 30 years Star Trek The Next Generation first aired? 30 years? No kidding. What a coincidence. You know... 
I've got a great idea. What's that, Sasha? Why don't we release a watch-along episode with each concurrent release date of the anniversary of that episode? That would be amazing. We could talk about what the episodes mean to us, make a few jokes, and sing a few songs. Make sure to catch Sasha and Patrick's debut episode of Next Generation's First Generation on September 28th, released on iTunes, Libsyn, or early release on Facebook on our page entitled Next Generation's First Generation Podcast, or do the quick search of Next Gen First Gen. Or you could email us at nextgenfirstgenpod at gmail.com.